You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Thursday, March 16th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by these two stalwarts that you guys all know. Bill Curlick, the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting. Mark Porter, the guru behind Scouting Ohio. Gentlemen, by the way, Dan Rubin is off today. I'm filling in for him. A lot to get into. Bill, let's start with Air Nolan. He's going to visit Ohio State, the quarterback out of Fairburn, Georgia. He's going to visit Ohio State March 31st. And April 1st, going to stay for a couple of days. Number 10 quarterback in the country. Number 117 overall player in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. Tell the listeners where the Buckeyes stand with him, Bill. Well, he is, I think, the maybe the most anticipated visit of the spring for the Buckeyes. I, I think uh, every time I do a show or um, really talk high state recruiting, we talk Aaron Nolan. And there's a reason, I guess. Ohio State does not at this point have a 2024 quarterback commitment. And um, he is probably the guy that is most likely, I think, um, to get the next quarterback offer. He will be, as you mentioned, Dave, here in CBS at the end of this month. And um, uh, I would be surprised, I guess I would say, if he doesn't get an offer. And it's an offer he wants, no doubt about it. Ohio State has seen him throw. The Buckeyes, Corey Dennis, Ryan Day, they do not like, and they almost never offer a scholarship to a quarterback without actually seeing that quarterback throw in person. That did happen at the end of January when Ryan Day and Corey Dennis stopped at his school. They watched him throw and um, uh, checked off that box, so to speak, and now he's going to make that visit to Ohio State, and I tend to think he's going to get an offer. Uh, He is a left-hander. Um, He has offers from Texas A&M, Clemson, Miami Hurricanes, Arkansas. You know, I I could go on and on. He's got a lot of offers, but not Ohio State yet, and it's one that he wants. He um, has a teammate, as you know, Dave, at Ohio State right now, Jelani Thurman, who was his uh, tight end last year and who is going to be an absolutely stud for the Buckeyes, I predict. Uh, So there's a connection there. Uh, he has another teammate, by the way, Dontrell Glover, a huge 2025 offensive lineman that Ohio State recently offered a scholarship. And Dontrell is going to get to Ohio State uh, perhaps this spring, if not the spring in the summer. But uh, Aaron Nolan is going to be an interesting situation when he gets on campus at the end of the month. We'll see if the offer comes. I think it will. Mark, break his, his game down a little bit. What do you see when you when you watch this young man on film? Yeah, he's the lefty with the quick release. Um you know, you're, you're very standard elite quarterback. Quick release, spins it very well. Uh, you see the accuracy on tape. And, of course, when he wants to escape the pocket by time, he's got plenty of athletic ability to do that. Uh, I think Bill alluded to it. You want to see him throw. Uh, you want to see, usually when kids throw in person, if the velocity is there in person. A lot of times on film, 
the balls, you don't always get to see the velocity you want to see. Or so you know how sometimes you're, you're you're somewhere and you hear a ball go by and you're like, man, I heard that ball go by. It like kind of whipped by my ear. Uh, even golf balls will go by like that. Sometimes you're like, wow, did you see that thing fly by? And I think, you know, on tape, you don't get that impression. And when you're watching your quarterbacks throw every day in practice, you know what you're seeing. And then when you go stand with someone. So once they pass that sniff test, that's usually when you offer. Uh, I think that was the only thing missing really is once he gets to campus, do they fire the offer? But yeah, I like this quick release and the way he spins it. Uh, definitely the elite quarterback in the 24 class. All right, let's look at running back recruiting. We're going to bounce around a lot today. Uh, we'll stick with Mark on this, and then we'll go to Bill. Um, Sam Dixon-Williams. Talk to me about him. Now, he's the you know, he's, he's a local kid, picked north, um, ranked as the number 23 overall player in Ohio, number 50 running back nationally, three-star. Um, is he underrated, Mark? Where It sounds like he's going to be a Buckeye probably. We'll get to Bill on that. But is he is he underrated? Yeah, he's underrated because he's maybe underproven. Uh, coming out of West Holmes isn't exactly uh, fall off the tongues of most football fans. Uh, it's it's an Amish country, and their schedule is a good schedule. I mean, they play quality opponents. They were scoring 40 points, 50 points, and 60 points for a, a period of two months there as they were beating everybody up. So he kind of dominated uh, a schedule that maybe didn't give him the respect that you know the national uh, gurus would give him. But at the Ohio State camp last year, he lit it up and verified the times they wanted out of him again. They wouldn't have offered to him unless he ran the right type of agility 40 times at their camp last year. And I don't have that exact time, but I think it was in the four or fives of what I was told. Uh, but he's over 200 pounds. And if you we did a breakdown of him a few weeks ago. Every play was a touchdown. And, and the, the film could have gone for another three or four minutes of just him breaking touchdowns, whether it was a receiver, returning kickoffs, at running back. Uh so, yeah, I think he may be a little underrated, but the move to Pickerington North would immediately legitimize him pretty in a similar way that Jordan Marshall is uh, legitimized. You know, like at Moeller, when you play that schedule week in, week out, and you're putting up the 100-yard games, it feels a little better than when you do it at West Holmes. No no disrespect to West Holmes. That's the next guy on my list is Jordan Marshall. We're going we're gonna to get on – we're going to touch on him. Bill, now – is he definitely going to be a Buckeye? Talking about Sam Dixon Williams, not Jordan Mart. We'll get to Jordan Marshall in a minute. Sam Dixon Williams, you never like to speak in absolutes. Is he probably going to be a Buckeye? Where does Ohio State stand? Well, before I get to that, I, I agree. He, I agree with what uh, Mark said, and that he's underrated. Uh, Sam Williams Dixon is an excellent football player. Um, he's got pretty good size for a running back at five eleven plus and two hundred pounds plus. Uh, he is a three down back. He can, you know, he's not a guy that's, you know, uh, you have to take out of the game. He's catches the ball really well out of the backfield. He, uh, I think he had over 500 receiving yards last year. In addition to, uh, what Mark was talking about his runs from scrimmage, they all result in touchdowns. It seems like, um, so I, I really, think, <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing to result in by the way. Uh, um, but, um, you know, I think he's going to end up being a four-star. I think myself, he should be a four-star right now, my personal opinion. He's one of the top ten uh, players in Ohio, in my opinion, for the class of 2024. So, as far as will he be a Buckeye, you know, we'll see. He's got uh, – he narrowed it down to five schools. 
and he visited Ohio State on March 7th. That visit went extremely well, and I have crystal balled him to Ohio State. I did that a little while back, and since then, I've seen a couple more. I believe crystal balls come in for Ohio State for him, so obviously people think he is going to be a Buckeye, but you know he's he's been looking at Penn State as another one of his final five. Um, uh, but, you know, we'll see when he makes his announcement. But, again, you know, I have crystal balled him to Ohio State. All right, Jordan Marshall, number two player in Ohio, number seven running back nationally. He's got the accolades. Uh, young man out of Cincinnati. Moeller, is, I know he's got a bunch of, of big names going after him. There's some talk he might be a Michigan lean. Get into that, Bill, then we'll get Mark's thoughts on him. Um, where, do, where does Ohio State stand with Jordan Marshall? I like where the Buckeyes stand with him. Um, yeah, he's, not, he's not a kid, though, that's going to make a decision soon. He's got um, four unofficial visits. That he's going to take uh, this spring, and he's um, you know he's going to take those visits. He's going to go to Michigan. He's going to go to Tennessee. Uh, he's going to go to Wisconsin, and he's going to go to Ohio State. The interesting thing there is he's going to Ohio State twice. He um, will be at Ohio State April first, and he will be at Ohio State April seventh. Part of the reason he's going to be at Ohio State April first is that Brian Hartline also is involved with his recruitment. April first is going to be Student Appreciation Day which, as you know, Dave, that's a that's a pretty neat thing, a pretty big deal. Uh, and Brian Hartline really wanted him to come to Student Appreciation Day, and he's going to be there. Um, so he's going to make one visit to the other schools and two to Ohio State. He then is going to take his official visits. And as I put on Bucknuts, I think, uh, last weekend, um, the visits will be in order. He's going to go to Wisconsin the first weekend of June. The second weekend of June, he's going to go to uh, Michigan. The third weekend, he's going to go to Tennessee. And the fourth weekend, his official visit will be to Ohio State. Again, uh, Ohio State wanted to be the last official visit. And lo and behold, they are the last official visit. So, you know, you kind of put those things together. And Michigan absolutely is a threat there. You know, he's, he's going to make an official visit after his unofficial visit there. Uh, but um, I just tend to like Ohio State's chances with him as well. And if the Buckeyes can get the two running back class of Jordan Marshall and Sam Dixon-Williams, and then there's the third guy who is a great running back too, uh, James Peoples out of Texas, if they can get their three running back class out of those three, two of those three making their two running back class, that would be a great year for Ohio State. And in the end, I like the Buckeyes' chances of getting Marshall and Sam Williams-Dixon. And if they do, you know, kudos to the staff and Tony Alford. Those would be two great additions to the program. And by the way, you know, we talk a lot about these kids and their abilities on the field. I got to say a little bit about uh, Jordan Marshall and Sam Williams-Dixon. These are two really good kids. You know, they're very respectful. They're polite. You know, they, they'll return your calls. Uh, you know, they're no sir type kids. These are the kind of kids you want in the program. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that in about those two. I'm ultra impressed with Sam Williams-Dixon and Jordan Marshall uh, as to their uh, the way they comport themselves and their off-the-field uh, attributes as well. Mark, how good is Jordan Marshall? Is he just – would you consider him a must-get? Um, just uh, how good is this young man? Yeah, just to digress for one second, but before we start in there, Dave started off by saying, you know, Michigan's getting a little love out of Jordan Marshall there, and Bill saying a three-running-back class. 
I'm in um, that class. Yeah, it, you know, I mean, and, and even if it was a three, you know, like I, I'm just thinking out loud. Boy, it's almost like quarterback. That's a position where if one signs, that other guy gets, you know, the cold feet. So I wouldn't want to say it could happen, but boy, one of them may not want to be in a two running back class or, you know, that type of scenario. It's really something these days where that just has transfer portal written all over it a couple of years from now when one of them doesn't get the job. I mean, you need a, a true, like you're saying, how what great quality kids and how they purport themselves. I mean, you really got to be a great kid to say, hey, I'll share the job with you. You know, we'll, we'll go 50-50 all year, which is pretty much every NFL and college job out there. There's a 70-30 split, an 80-20 split. There's always a caddy for the, you know, the main guy, but no one really wants to be that caddy. <laughs> so, you know, the, I'd follow that storyline. Now, how good is Jordan Marshall? He's proven it all. He's the number two prospect in the state for good reason. Um Every time I went to see him, and it started off a couple of years, you break down a film and you're like, hey, every run, this guy makes the first guy miss. Like nobody gets him the first time he reaches a point of where the run could end. And that has been a theme. I mean, and, and he does it with different ways. I had a great running back coach tell me, you know, you can have a running back that can do with power. You can have a running back that can do with speed. You can have a running back that can do with jitter. You find one that can do it with all three. Now you're in that special territory where you'll see Marshall put his shoulder down, you'll see him turn on the Jets, you'll see him with a little shake or juke in the hole to make guys miss. So he is that triple threat as far as, you know, having a plan to beat someone in the open field, and he does it in, against great defenses over and over. So there's the legitimacy you're trying to get out of, you know, a recruiting and, and feeling good about bringing a prospect in. Unsimilar to West Holmes, where you do have questions, even though he's scoring, you watch some of the kids chasing him, and you're like, those kids aren't going to be playing college football. <laughs> where the kids chasing Jordan Marshall, a lot of them will be playing college football. And a lot of the kids on Jordan's team, you know, Carson Hobbs is going to play cornerback uh, at Notre Dame, and he's seeing him every day in practice, trying to run, run away from those types of corners in his own practice. So, you know, the, the competition and the level of competition has made him great, and it looked validates everything you want to say about him. It's, it's easy as a scout to talk highly about that because there's nothing left for him to prove, in high school at least. All right, we're bouncing and, around. I love it. We've and, talked to Aaron Nolan. Dave, Dave, go ahead. Dave, go ahead. I want to go back real quick, make sure I'm clear on this, is that what Ohio State wants is a two-running back class, but there are three top contenders right now. Those three top contenders are all going to be visiting Ohio State uh, within the next few weeks. Um, James Peoples from Texas, uh, he's going to be at Ohio State at the end of this month, and we talked about Jordan Marshall, and we've talked about Sam Williams-Dixon. So they want a two-running-back class, and those three right now are absolutely the leading contenders to take those two jobs, to take those two spots, so to speak. So uh, if they can get two out of those three, uh, it, it will be uh, a home run for the Buckeyes. All right, let's jump into O-line recruiting. We'll start with Bill, then we'll hit Mark. Um, we have a loyal listener, Where Goes One. I was going to ask about O-line anyway. He says, with the need for depth at O-line, who are the major prospects in 2024 that Ohio State is after? We're going to get into that. Um, they recently landed Mark 
Nave from Toledo Central Catholic, 6'5", 315, number 18 overall player in Ohio. I'm going to get Mark's take on him and whether he's underrated. Um, but, Bill, get into where Ohio State stands with the Armstrong brothers. Is it maybe if not when that they'll be Buckeyes, or does Ohio State have some work to do there? And who are some other 2024 kids that are going after on the O-line? Well, they've got a good start. They've got Ian Moore from Indiana, who I really like. Uh, they have recruited him as a tackle, but he's a kid that could play guard or even center, but they've recruited him as a tackle. So they've got Ian Moore. And in particular, they've even told him, you can be the left tackle at Ohio State. You've got the ability to be uh, the left tackle at Ohio State. So he was the first offensive line commitment. Mark Nave, uh, we've talked about him from Toledo, was number two to jump in the class. And I know Mark likes him uh, – as much or maybe more than I do. We both like him a lot. Um, you know, he's six foot five. He's over 300 pounds. He's got a long wingspan. Um, I think he's going to be a good one. And he's a kid that he's, if he's not a four star uh, before this is all said and done, something's wrong. He's a three star right now, but he's a four star talent. Um, so that's their two starters right now. And they're good. Um, uh, you mentioned the Armstrong, Devante and Deontay Armstrong, uh, I know Mark likes them a lot as well. Um, great feet. Um, and you, know, you ask, is it a matter of when, uh, not if? I don't know if I would go that far, but I have crystal balled them both to Ohio State. I like the Buckeyes' chances. They will be visiting Ohio State uh, this spring. Uh, they haven't said for sure, but I would be absolutely shocked if they don't make official visits back. But I think they are going to make official visits to schools and, and, and take a look at their, their different options. So uh, if Ohio State gets those two, those would be numbers three and four. Uh, there are a number of other offensive linemen out there. Uh, a kid that maybe doesn't get talked about enough is Gerby Lambert uh, from the East Coast. Really good offensive lineman that Ohio State has a shot at. So yeah, this is going to be a good offensive line class for the Buckeyes. And um, – you know, they, they need both quality and a little more depth, as you know, Dave, and I think they're going to get it with this class. Mark, the dean stole your thunder there. He already told me that the answer to my question here. You're going to answer yes when I ask you, is Mark Nave underrated as a three-star number 18 overall player in Ohio? And Toledo Central Catholic, as you know, they, they play good football up there. Um, underrated kid in Mark Nave, huh? Yeah, it, it's hard to believe that because Toledo Central Catholic isn't – uh, a small school that you have it is it isn't West Holmes, let's say. Right. So you know, you know, people up there should have seen him beforehand. But it was October, late October. I went to see him, and I think it was the podcast the next day where I'm like, "Move over, you know, uh, Ben Roebuck, Luke Hamilton, Armstrong twins. There's another guy in town here that's you know going to be right with you." And you know, it took a while to get that motor going, but the, the rating will follow. There's no doubt that he'll have his four stars. Um, a couple other guys in Ohio, Bill is on uh, Jake Wheelock or Jake Wheelock down at Stebbins. He's been a guy that, you know, for Ohio could pop up with an offer. Uh, you have the kid at William Satterwhite over at Akron Hoban, who could be another kid that could pop up with an offer. So there's more meat on the bone in Ohio if Ohio State had to dig deeper for whatever reason. Uh, and as far as those Armstrong twins, uh, Bill and I keep saying feet. And I, I think, what does that mean? If you were to race all of the linemen in Ohio, the Armstrong twins would handily beat the rest of the linemen in Ohio in a race. They, they have more of a – Yeah, they'd be <laughs> one and two. Who's fast? Uh, you know what? I think uh, I think Deontay was the one that played tight end as a sophomore. 
So I would throw my early money on him as the winner over his brother, you know, by a tad. But, boy, when you say feet, those kids can flat out run like tight ends. In fact, they have a defensive end body to them. I don't want to say it's like Zach Harrison or something, but there was a long, lean look to them as a sophomore where if someone said, hey, go play defensive end instead of offensive tackle and maybe focus on that development, not add all the weight, you know, but now – They've beefed up, but they have the offensive line. Look, with those feet, they, they didn't lose the feet along the way. All right. Um, they, they, they ought to throw, I want to throw a sleeper kid in there. Uh, we're talking about offensive line. There's a kid, another kid from the East Coast, uh, Liam Andrews that Ohio State likes. And he's been to Ohio State. He went to an Ohio State game last year. I think he'll get back to Ohio State. So he could be an offensive line sleeper, so to speak, to end up at Ohio State. For an ability, he's a, he's a, a solid four-star guy, but a sleeper to perhaps a lot as possible. What are you guys hearing about um, Justin Fry as a recruiter? I, I'm guessing you're hearing good things. Um, Mark, you can go first on this one if you want to, and then we'll go to Bill. Um, what are you hearing about Justin Fry as a recruiter? You know. Uh... Talking to him at the camp last year, I'm just going to tell you the vibes I get from him. Uh, there's a group of coaches out there right now, like the Matt Campbell and uh, uh, like that age group of guy that he fits in. You know, I hate to say he's just like the guy at Wisconsin, you know, from Ohio State. Like they're all that kind of personality, young, relatable. Uh, and maybe it's just my vibe that I get, but I think he plays really well. You know, there's there's that older offensive line coach that you have in your mind from like the 70s and 80s, the big fat guy who sits there and, and growls at you. Now these newer guys are more personable and they're kind of fun. And, you know, they, they don't look like that anymore. They, they're kind of a new age type of a coach. And I think he's in that bunch of guys, you know, just my vibe of him talking to him. I was like, wow, he's more personable, uh, relatable than, you know, other to, to the age group, I think. And then watching him work the drills, uh, I haven't asked the recruit specifically about him. I'm just going off of how he recruited me, you know, like and as, a, as a guy in the media, as he talked to me and just kind of put his arm around me one day and, you know, said, hey, it's okay to come over and talk. And I'm, 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 I'm approachable where th that's a nice feeling you get. And I'm sure the recruits get that same feeling. Yeah, he's cool. Like when we when we talk to him, even when it's like a scrum, you know, where, where it's not one on one, he just he comes across as cool. Bill, what are you hearing from recruits today? You know, the proof's going to be in the pudding. But what are you hearing about Justin Fry as a recruiter? I think uh, one of the um, words that Mark used and it was exactly word I'm going to. He's a really personable guy. You know, very very uh, personable and and a friendly guy. And I think that uh, is one of the things I hear from recruits. And as far as the uh, on the field way he coaches. Another thing I hear from the recruits a lot is that uh, two words. He's a technician, and um, yeah, he's very precise, a technician, but he's also very intense. You know, he's pretty fiery. Uh, recruits tell me they watch and they like his intensity and uh, how fiery he is, but also uh, just how precise and technical he is as well is, is, are some more things I hear from recruits when they talk about Justin Fry. I, I wanted to say Rabel is the name that I couldn't pop into my head. Like when he was at Ohio State and he was a coach and you walk over and talk to him, he kind of had that same vibe where you could go talk to the guy. and Fickle? He made, Fickle? He, but, 
No, Vrabel, they're both the same. I mean, oh, what's okay. the difference? But Vrabel, the NFL, yeah, like, oh, okay. yeah, when he was there, like, you could walk over to his drill and, you know, he would just be as cool as any guy. There was no, like, hey, I'm in the middle of something. I mean, so that was – I was trying to get that name. I would spit it out, but I couldn't. You caught Vrabel on, on a good day then, let me tell you. Vrabel could be cool or he could, you know, not be cool sometimes. And that's that's what I want to say. Like, there were some intense moments with drills, but if you walked over to him, there was a switch that was off where he would talk to you and then go right back into that drill, and then that motor would start running, and much like an offensive line coach. But, yeah, like, there was a guy underneath there. That's funny you say that about Vrabel. I, I, I'll digress for one second. There was a – a third string JV defensive end that somehow got into his elite group. And he <laughs> turned that kid into a varsity player that day just by fear alone. I I, I think he scared him into being like a, a two or three star player by the end of the day. And he was a JV player. I believe it. Yeah, I believe yeah. it. Um, that, that sounds like Vrabel to me. All right, let's get you guys out of here on this. I know, um, Mark, you've done, uh, you did a video on tight end Luca Gilbert from Lakota West. And then you've got – he's a 2024 kid, right? Or 2025 kid. 25, yeah. 25. And you're going you're going to do a video on Maxwell Riley, offensive tackle in the 2026 class. The Buckeyes have already mm -hmm. offered. Justin Fry not messing around. Offering a kid that's a freshman in high school. So tell us about Luca Gilbert and Maxwell Riley. Uh, Luca Gilbert was a basketball player a year ago. And Kentucky kind of told him, if you play football, we're going to give you a football scholarship. And a year later – uh, that was the best favor Kentucky could have done for Coach Bolden because he played football a year later, and he was better than I thought. You know, sometimes those basketball players are what I call basketball thin, paper chest, totally flat chested, skinny arms with no cut to them. Uh, and that's kind of where a kid like that's starting from when you're that tall. But watch him on film, and he can bend. He gets down in these blocking positions where you see him trying to root guys out, but he doesn't have the power yet. Uh, once he gets in the weight room, a good year, the transformation to next year is going to be tremendous. Uh, I'm not saying Ohio State's offered a project here because he is doing some big time things on film, but he's almost like that, uh, that baby deer when he's born and he's kind of wobbling out of the womb with the, the legs that aren't stable yet. You can see that he's going to be a big puppy someday and the paws are there. So he's coming. You even see when he's running with the ball in the open field, catching passes, he's going to be a a six, seven target. So to compare him to other tight ends, it's a longer tight end than Ohio State's really recruited, you know, the style before. Uh, it certainly doesn't compare to the Jalini Thurman that we just got, the, the finished project with all the juice and stuff like that. He's got a little ways to go before he gets there. And then it's hard to believe that I'm breaking down a freshman offensive lineman. Bill said it before. There's only been two uh, freshmen offered by Ohio State. Chris Henry last year was the one. And that made sense. He had the, you know, the, the legacy behind him, and he was twitchy, and, you know, he could jump out of the gym as a freshman, so you saw all those skills. Uh, and the same thing here. We put on the tape of this kid, and he looks like a senior. He's got the body of a senior. He's 6'5", 260 pounds. Uh, his technique is impeccable for a freshman. He's kick-stepping. He's got a flat back. He's got He bends. He comes off the ball. So there's really a lot there that if this kid just keeps developing and getting a little bit better each year, uh, the sky's the limit for him, and he, he could be the top-ranked player in the class when it's all said and done. You know, you have an Ohio State uh, offer as a freshman. I guess the top spot is yours to lose. So, you know, see if he can hold on to it. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys very much. Bill Curlick, Mark Porter, 
They're great at what they do, as you guys all know. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks to all of our listeners and viewers. Appreciate you guys very much. Enjoy the uh, basketball today, my friends. Hope everyone has a great day. Mm -hmm.